Proximity detection systems protect a mine's assets, and more importantly, its people. But how do you go about ensuring that a PDS solution is implemented correctly? Hi, I'm Fuisam Fobo, and welcome to Deep Insights. In this episode, Senior Editor Gerard Peter chats to Anton Lawrence, CEO of Boiko Electronics, about the correct way to implement PDS technology, its benefits, and its contribution to zero harm. Let's join the discussion. Anton, thank you for joining us on Deep Insights today. Um, let's start with what are the benefits of a PDS in a mining operation? Well, good morning. So the main intent of PDS into mining operation is still at its core a safety requirement in order to make sure that people get home to their families at night. But the technology is advanced so much that there's additional benefits in terms of we're able to use it for change management, we're able to execute it or implement the technology in terms of productivity. Um, and it's become more than a tool um, at, a, at, a, at a time in industry with data is very, very important. Right. Now, Anton, would you say that investing in a PDS is still viewed as a grudge purchase? Or is it something that mining companies are taking seriously? I'm pleased to say that in engagement with our customers, we found that uh, there's been a, a mind change and shift moving from a grudge purchase to actually seeing the real benefit of it. PDS has proven itself, um, various PDS systems across multiple operations has saved lives. And I think people have, have, have come to realize that. And on the same vein, we've seen that the big blue uh, blue chip money houses, they fully engage um, and they're pursuing this. And we, we see with smaller mining operations, guys that are some tight budgets, um, it, it's for them, it's a, a tough challenge to actually implement a PDA solution. At which stage should a mine consider implementing a PDS? If you look at most mining operations, everything is um, driven around risk assessments and mitigating significant risk. And PDS is another solution to such a significant risk. So every mine at any point in time that's got TMMs, be it underground or surface, has got to review and perform a risk assessment um, that deals with the, the actual activity of the, of the TMMs, um, the, the traffic flow, traffic management, uh, interaction between people and machines. And based on that risk assessment, that would identify the need for PDS. So if you look at the, the, the EMERS guidelines that's been adopted by the Minerals Council, there's nine levels of control where levels one to six is required before PDS. And those typically deal with administrative controls and operating controls. So having um, people that's capable and competent to operate the machine, as an example. And once you've addressed all those first six levels and you've mitigated those risks, and there's no other way that you can actually mitigate significant risk of interaction between machines to vehicles uh, or machines to people, that's when you need to consider a PDS as a solution. And then at that point in time, you also need to define do you want it at a level seven, level eight, or level nine implementation. Okay, so Anton, can you talk us through the three levels of PDS implementation? Now, so at the basic uh, implementation is called level seven, and level seven is, is, is defined to create awareness for both operators and for pedestrians. And what that basically means is we're able to 
give a indication to the operator to say that there's another vehicle or another person that's in that does pose a potential threat and it's a pure awareness to say be aware um, um, of the potential scenario when you moved up to level eight and level eight takes it one step further where we actually now starting to advise the operator on what action he should take and typically the action would be to say to the operator to slow down or to stop and that's also based on the the level of the threat, the, the way the system is configured, um, and also the, the expected outcome to make sure that a incident of it or uh, accident is basically prevented. And then at the last or the highest level is basically level nine, where the, the system actually takes over uh, as an engineering control on a specific TMN so that we actually automatically effect a slowdown or stop um, or even a level nine motion inhibit which is one of the key scenarios for level nine to make sure that on takeoff, machines don't drive into other machines or drive over people. Right. Anton, I want to take a step back here. And before mine can ever consider implementing a PDS, what are some of the steps that need to be considered in order to ensure that the solution can be effectively integrated into the mining operation? Okay. So, as we said before, at its core, step number one is a risk assessment by committee and identifying your potential risks and your significance risk that needs to be addressed by PDS. Then, following that, we need to decide which technology is best fit for those scenarios. So, as an example, um, we're, we're the suppliers of VLF technology, low frequency, and that's that's fit for purpose in terms of close proximity in and around um, tractors vehicles compared to a UHF technology which is fit for purpose on trains, um, compared to a GPS technology that's fit for uh, application on surface. So from a, before you need to implement, you need to understand the technologies and you need to define your scope of works requirements specifically that you want. What we've seen in the past is some of our minds as risk assessments has indicated that the interaction of people in, with machines on a surface operation is not necessarily significant and can be managed through traffic management. In essence, we believe that a collaborative meeting workshop should be all between stakeholders that goes, that includes the end users up to management, as well as the PDA suppliers, as well as OEM suppliers. Because what we've also found on most operations, the, the, the mines are settled and they know who the OEMs are and they've got the preferred Guys, that's on contract. That's that's usually on the mine, and that's also where most PDA systems are retrofitted onto a mine when they deploy PDS. So an engagement with all stakeholders to fully understand the the, the, the requirement, but as well as the limitation of technologies, um, is critical. Critical in, in, in even considering implementing a PDA solution. And what we've also found is that most PDA suppliers will engage, will gladly engage with the customer if they think there's an opportunity. Right. Anton, you've mentioned risk assessment on a number of occasions now. So can you discuss the importance of a risk assessment on trackless mining machinery before deciding on a PDS? Yeah. So if, if you look at interaction between TMMs and people, it's, it's, it's the second most killer or cause of fatalities in this country after fall of ground. So it's absolutely 
it's one of the, our biggest, biggest risks to the mining industry. So considering a, a risk assessment, the risk assessment defines and considers a mine specific operational requirements. As example, the, the risk assessment result will be different for a board and pillar kind of operation to a risk assessment result for a conventional mining operation. So it, it, the, the, the process of risk assessment is to make sure that you've got people that understand potential risk, understand the operation, so that we can properly document and identify the potential and significant risk of it, which is then um, uh, scored in a specific way, depending on which risk assessment method you use. And that gives you an indication of your high risk, significant risk um, threats and problems that needs to be addressed. We will continue our discussion after this short message. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our discussion with Anton Lawrence, CEO of Boyco Electronics. You know, once once a company has decided on a PDA solution, um, there is a testing phase. Can you discuss the importance of this testing phase before deciding on purchasing a PDA solution? Yeah, so I think that's one of the, the, the topics that's come to light over the last couple of years um, since the intention to, to promulgate uh, legislation regarding TMMs. And one of the things that the Minerals Council has put in place is lab-scale testing um, at making use of the, the organization called VDG, the Vehicle Dynamics Group of University of Pretoria. And the intention with, with VDG is to actually be able to give potential mining houses a, 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 a zero base to consider the functionality and performance of specific PDS equipment. So as a start, Every PDS supplier in this country has gone through this lab scale test and there's a report available that's usually made available to a prospective customer. And then once they've decided or they've reviewed that report, we should then decide or identify one or two suppliers to do testing. And the testing is absolutely critical in making the correct decision for implementing PDS. Because the perspective of, or the perception in the market of PDS is that it works in a specific way. And that is not the case. The deployment of the different technologies gives you different functionalities. And it's also got very specific strengths in that technology and very specific weaknesses in that technology. So asking a, a PDS supplier to demonstrate the functionality based on the, the, the risk assessment result will give this guy, will give the mining house an absolute, absolute ideal position to evaluate and, and to see what the system does. If we, if we engage with some of our customers, um, there's quite a few things that's part of this testing. So that, although the, fun, the, the, the functionality and performance of the system is key at making sure that PDS is functional, a significant, significant part of the entire process is user acceptance. 
because you've got some really, really simple, easy to use solutions out there that the users accept easily. And then there's also highly, highly complex um, solutions out there which the end user battle with and basically ignore the system and just become totally, totally complacent. So that testing phase is, in our opinion, it's, it needs to achieve at least the user acceptance at its core. People don't like change. So change management is absolutely important and that's part of the testing. And then um, secondly, the system's performance um, as a whole. And then thirdly, system's performance in terms of the mind-specific requirements based on the risk assessment. So, Anton, let's look at the commissioning stage. Can you talk us through this? What does it entail? How long does it usually take? And who is involved? So, commissioning depends on the typical operation. So, we've seen underground takes a lot longer than, than, than surface, and it's just based on the practicalities of getting to sites. But in essence, the purpose of the commissioning so there's two parts. There's, there's, there's a cold commissioning and there's a hard commissioning. So from a cold commissioning perspective, the intent is to actually, with the, the, the agreement or based on the results of the testing we've just spoken about, to get to a point where we say, this is what the PDA supplier recommends the PDS equipment should be fitted and installed onto a TMM to give you the optimal performance and also uh, functionality in terms of your scope of work requirements. Then what happens is we need to actually run it in operational area. So what we tell the guys is take two or three or four different types of OEM, um, TMMs, configure it for those specific vehicles, and then run interactions. So the commissioning is a, is a once-off for a specific model of TMM. We install it, we check it, and as a, as a single machine test, we're happy with what the result is. Then we go and we implement this on multiple machines so it becomes multiple machine testing slash commissioning. And then we run this commissioning for a week or two or three, depending on what the, the operational requirement is. And part of that commissioning is absolutely data recording. So most of the PD suppliers has got a, a database recording that is able to reflect and show and report on interactions, near misses, um, the amount of events, the, the the duration of the events. So a lot of this information becomes critical in saying that the way the system has been configured is effective for the solution. So what we've often seen is during cold commissioning, we then go and say, so the zones were too big for vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle detection, and we would reduce it, understanding the impact based on the risk assessment. So as an example, you don't want to detect another vehicle 100 meters away for underground when they travel it in second gear at 15 k's an hour. It's way too big. So then we will reduce it to a, a point where we actually get effective uh, PDS implementation. Once we've done that for the majority of the fleet, we were going to our commission stage where we actually go on to a, uh, a, a level nine or, or a level eight or level seven, depending on what the deployment is. And we actually make sure that the, the, the level nine implementation or actions that was intended is acted correctly. So a big, 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 big part of commissioning is data capturing, data reporting, data analysis. But the entire process, it, it, it starts with the end user. It, we've yeah. seen this and we've adopted the, the integrated approach where if the end user, the operator and the pedestrian doesn't understand what the system's capabilities is and what it's going to do for them and the purpose of the PDS, um, they, they, they don't easily accept the, the, the process. 
So the commissioning stage in our approach is also key, key, key to training. So we're able to demonstrate this to you to see what the differences is if we change stuff. And also take the in, consider the input to say that maybe the, the, the braking is too harsh or too far or too close. Um, so it's absolutely an, an interactive, collaborative um, committee forum that needs to go through the commissioning um, from, a, from a cold commissioning point of view. And by the time that we get to hot commissioning, um, all the stakeholders, all the role players um, should be happy with the, the change that's been implemented and the deployment of a PDA solution. Anton, you you yourself alluded to earlier that the mining industry is is known to be resistant to change. So now you're dealing with new systems, new technologies. How do you get buy-in from operators when a PDS is integrated into a mining operation? I think that's probably one of the toughest toughest tasks that any PDS supplier has. has. Um, I think the technology is easy, and you can you can switch it on and, and we know how it performs. But ultimately, it's, it's a user device. And the intent of a PDS is not to take the user's responsibility or accountability away. So our approach is the integrated approach whereby we engage everybody. We would rather try and over-communicate if possible. But I think the, at, at the core, the most, most important part is transparency. We found that if you engage with the stakeholders, with the end users, you explain to them the purpose of PDS, um, it's not a big brother, it's, 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 and, and you alleviate all the, the perceptions, the misperceptions um, out there from implementing PDS. Um, once you've got the, these guys' trust, because that's what you need to earn from being transparent, once you've got that level, then you've got to prove to them that the system actually uh, is worth their while, um, and, and the, it will save their lives. Um, we've seen with, with operations, the second that there was an incident and the PDS worked and it did save a life, the Everybody believes that it's possible, but that happens, everybody knows. And the, the, there's, there's a immediate change in approach to this technology. But ultimately, that's too late. We, we, we absolutely drive, we focus on getting engagement before we actually switch PDS on, so that users have it, adopted the change. Anton, when when PDS solution is integrated into a mining operation, do you feel that end users rely heavily on the technology uh, from a safety point of view and that you find complacency creeping in? Uh, so, so, so what we've found historically is depending on the, the level of implementation of a PDS solution. So if you look at really look at uh, uh, level nine engineering control, that's really the only place where the uh, engineering control takes over where it's out of the operator's hands. But the intent is that before you get to level nine, that you've actually given the, the operator enough opportunity to react to the potential threat. So we, what we found is most of the operations out there currently is running level seven and level eight. Um, so there's still a massive amount of responsibility on the operator to make sure that he performs his tasks as he's been trained and is, is, as he's basically licensed. What we've seen with the level nine operations is the during initial implementation, there's a, there's a big um, ride, a big spike in level nine stops and slowdowns. So the mm-hmm. operators quickly ad- adopt to the system and they quickly learn how the system operates. And then if they, if they become complacent, they get um, exposed to this um, extreme harsh braking conditions and stuff. 
So if they adopt the system, um, we've seen that they've actually found that the system is a lot more um, user-friendly and suitable for the application. So we've actually found that initially there's complacency, and then the complacency goes away as the guys understand the value and as they experience the system, specifically with, with Level 9 implementations. As a last comment, Gerard, there's perception out there that PDS is a silver bullet, and that's not the yeah. case. The, the, yeah. the implementing PDS is an absolute journey between all stakeholders. The, there's no technology out there that can solve every problem, um, and you've got to find the right technology for it. And what we've seen mm -hmm. is what we've found uh, customers approach us and say, yes, order, give me a PDA solution. And it's, it's not that mm. simple. Um, if you want, PDA by its nature is a massive capital investment. So you've mm -hmm. got to return on that. So you've got to take the time to implement a solution properly and engage with all stakeholders to make sure that there's acceptance. I think that, that that's one of the key things that will make a PDA implementation successful or not. Right, understood. Anton Lawrence of Boyke Electronics, thank you very much for joining us on Deep Insights today. Thank you very much, Gerard. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast channel available on all popular podcast platforms. Also, stay up to date with the latest mining news, features, and analysis at miningreview.com. Until next time, goodbye and stay safe.